Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. This is a space where we seek to create and cultivate healthy conversations between those things we geek out on and the philosophical and theological questions that often arise out of our fandoms. Like, what does it mean to be human? What makes a hero? What makes a villain? How do the stories and narratives we geek out on shape how we live in the world? We are your priests to the geeks. We aren't all ordained, but we see ourselves as mediators at the intersection of geek culture and going deeper in our faith. We don't always have to agree, but we do respect each other. And we see everyone as a beloved child of God. Everyone geeks out on something, so come geek out with us and enjoy the show. You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Who is the mosquito that swarms around and bites the backs of the necks of evil? And who is the terror who flaps in the night. That's right, we're talking about the one, the only Dark Winged Duck. And what if he joined the Justice League? Uh, our Facebook group votes every now and then on a what if episode for us to do. This time, they all decided they wanted to pour out their love and affection towards me right before my birthday, and they chose a Dark Winged Duck what if scenario. Guys, I, I couldn't possibly be more excited. This is one of my top fandoms i i love darkwing duck i'm joshua knoll um recently i've been geeking out on the public library actually i've been uh rediscovered my love for it and just getting free books that i can just return after a while when i'm done with them they don't have to crowd my bookshelves i can even rent audiobooks it turns out on their app and uh graphic novels and all kinds of stuff so i am 12 books in for the year and halfway through the inheritance cycle and i i just love the public library Go check it out. And I'm here with the one and only Christian Ashley. How's it going, Christian? All right. I'm the terror that flaps in the night. And I <laughs> uh, have been geeking out recently. I just finished um, Kingdom Hearts Point Two: Birth by Sleep, mm, a fragmentary beautiful. passage, just to get to where Aqua's at right before I started Kingdom Hearts 3. So I'll be there. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. That's... um. It's always just fun re reliving those games and having a good time. And um, my what if scenario is uh, what if Darkwing Duck makes it into Kingdom Hearts 4? Sorry, Will. <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise entitled, sorry, li uh, Will's liver and kidney. <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, uh, do us a big favor. If you can, take a moment and rate and review this show on Podchase or Spotify or Apple Podcast. We want to do a big shout out. Thank you to Amber Riley, one of the supporters of the show. Um, if you want to be like Amber, you can always support the show, too, on Captivate, Apple Podcasts, or on Patreon. And, of course, if you want to check out other What If episodes, down below in the show notes, we have a link for you to do that. I just said link instead of a link. Don't get confused with Zelda games. We don't have Zelda yet. Anyway, with that, we're going to join, jump into the, the meat of our discussion today. I, I am, like I said, extremely excited to talk about Darkwing Duck and what if he joined the Justice League. But before we do, let, let's get into some of our history so everybody knows uh, why they should care about what we have to say or why they should care about the relationship of these two. 
Um, so first things first, uh, Christian, Darkwing Duck, the Justice League. What's your history with these characters and groups of characters? As far as Darkwing Duck is concerned, um, I definitely watched the Disney Channel a lot as a kid, uh, as opposed to other cartoon networks. Well, I, cartoon Network was probably the number one, but Nickelodeon I was never big into. But uh, I watched Darkwing Duck. I watched DuckTales, Tailspin. Uh, Rescue Rangers, all that. And it was just a, a part of that. It's like something I really enjoyed watching, but it was never really one of my favorites. But looking back on it now, it's really good <laughs> for what it is. Um, so I've enjoyed doing some more research on this and reminding myself of stuff I've seen. Now, as far as DC is concerned, I think like most 90s kids, you were probably introduced to DC through Batman, the animated series. That's how I definitely was. And then, you know, Superman, the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, um, Teen Titans, stuff like that. So the cartoons first is where I started. And then after that, since my dad had such, has such a huge comic collection, I started reading older DC stuff like, you know, the Justice League and, you know, the Teen Titans run of Wolfman and Perez and stuff like that. So that's how I got in. Yeah, that's um. What's what's going to be interesting with uh, with my takes on this one. So I really love Darkwing Duck my whole life basically because you know 90s um like you disney actually was my my top one disney channel i lived in florida it was kind of a requirement as a kid when you live in florida to be obsessed with disney because disney is what funds the entire state of florida <laughs> listen everybody knows it's true some people are just honest about it uh no, I, I loved the Disney Channel. My second probably was Nicktoons, though. I, I think I was the least into Cartoon Network, probably because the most of the cartoons I weren't allowed to watch were on Cartoon Network. And I just got to the point of like, ah, eh, it's not worth the confrontation with my parents. I don't feel like having to sneak watch anything. It took too much effort. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was just non-confrontational, I feel. I was like, I'll just watch Disney. These shows are excellent anyway. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, the DuckTales, you know, like all good stuff, all fantastic. Um, and then I kind of slept on it for a while and just was like, oh, yeah, those are a good part of my childhood. It wasn't until, you know, maybe five, six years ago, I kind of rediscovered DuckTales when David Tennant became uh, Scrooge McDuck in the new telling of DuckTales. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I kind of started rewatching some of those other, you know, um, Tailspin and all that. And I was like, wait a minute. This Darkwing Duck is actually phenomenal. It's not just a fun kid show. It's actually just perfect satire, like beautiful satire. So all those other things I grew up with on DC, like the animated Batman series, I'm look watching this going, oh, this is just making fun of that. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and I much, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, Darkwing that does that. Some of their bad guys actually are satire of like some of the Spider-Man things. So our bonus question later on, we're going to talk about the fearsome five. Um, yeah, that that's definitely just Sinister Six, but Darkwing Duck. <laughs> like like you literally have the, the Hydro Duck. That's basically just Aquaman. <laughs> like, like I like, oh, what? That's not his name's not Aquaman. What's the guy's name? Hydro Man. Hydro Man. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the, that whole thing's beautiful. But yeah, I love Aquaman even more as an adult than I did as a kid, I think, for all that. Um, with DC, I obviously I loved growing up with the animated Batman series in the 90s. Um, I actually used to watch Superman and cheer against him every Saturday morning. 
and try to give Lex pointers as a kid. I was like, listen, use kryptonite gunpowder, not just the bullets. You can't leave any stone unturned. We have to get this guy. I don't know why. I just had a great disdain for Superman as a kid. Didn't did not care for him. You know, Joshua, in light of the conversation we had off mic about Luke and Kylo Ren <laughs> in preparation for that Last Jedi episode, I'm a little concerned about you right now. I, you know, Kylo Ren just might have been right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I do like Superman now. I have recently got into him. Um, I believe this is a little off topic, but for everybody's just they need to know this. I think in a couple weeks or the next week, um, Superman lost issue five. The final issue is coming out, which means soon that should be out in trade back. Um, and it's just space odyssey with Superman. And it's, it's so good. It is so good. You guys need to get that trade back. Um, anyway, actually, as a kid, I don't think I ever really watched any Justice League cartoons. The most I know about Justice League wow. is if he showed up in like the Arrow or Smallville or anything like that, which was not really the proper Justice League. So I. I don't know a ton about them. Even now that I'm back into comics and I'm in DC, um, Justice League aren't even the main team now. Now it's Titans are the main team. So I'm still just like, I just don't really have a ton of point of references for Justice League. I played that one game where the Justice League fight each other in a world where Superman goes evil or something. Oh, Injustice? Yeah, I played that. Does that count? <laughs> kind of. Okay, well, so this will be interesting. I, I can I can carry us through the Darkwing Duck parts. Justice League, I'm gonna need help with. Um, I got your back. Sweet. So let's let's start with the, I think the most obvious question is how does Darkwing Duck end up in the same universe as the Justice League? So the the problem I have here, and and this is just my thought process, and I'm gonna let you kind of take it over because your great knowledge of the multiverse will will, will help. <laughs> Most of us don't okay. know anything about the multiverse, but Christian is the master of it. Um, oh, don't ask me why. He just is. Um, no. So Darkwing Duck being a parody of Batman, almost directly a parody of Batman. You know, he's the terror who flaps in the night. He has all of his gadgets, but no superpowers. And he thinks he's better than everyone. He's the leader of the Justice Ducks. And that's the key to me. In the Darkwing Duck universe, there are the Justice Ducks. Which I think implies that this duck universe where everyone is either humanoid ducks or dogs for some reason has to exist in the DC multiverse, I think, because they have their own okay. Batman and their own Justice League. I feel like he has to exist in the same multiverse. It's not like jumping from DC to Marvel, that kind of thing. I think it's relatively close as far as as close as universes can be. This is not without precedent within DC itself. I'm not a, shall we say, uh, an expert on it, but I do know there's uh, the Cap Captain Carrot and his zoo crew, which is basically a bunch of what? anthropomorphized animals that um, <laughs> have super heroic feats. So I don't know too much about them outside of what Morrison has done with them. But so this would not be without precedent in the DC, you know, multiverse, as it were. And even if it weren't, like we could easily say it is. That's just how multiverses work. Um, but how did he get there? Like, I'm assuming that this is probably something involving Negaduck and that, you know, he being, you know, an alternate version of him from an alternate reality. If, yeah, I'm remembering that correctly, right? I think. I know he's just 
evil Darkwing Duck. But I I, I feel yeah. as though you're correct about that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain that yeah, he's from like the the mirror universe for Darkwing Duck. Um and he having knowledge of other universes or wants to get rid of his main goal is to become the number one public enemy and take down Darkwing Duck. Well, what's the best way to do that? Remove him from the situation and make sure he can't get back home. So you thrust him into the multiverse, uh, landing unknown wherever he's going, and he just happens to end up in the prime universe, Earth 1 or Earth 2, wherever the heck we are in DC right now. Whichever crisis has decided which world we're on. (laughs) See, I like, okay, I like that. I like that because he does have a point of reference. He knows how to go between the mirror universe and there, so it's not a huge stretch that Negaduck, we're saying Nega, like negative duck. Um, Negaduck could have thrust Darkwing Duck somehow into the multiverse. I could see that. Um, other options, for some reason, these are just my thoughts. Uh, I know the Flash has a lot to do with multiverse stuff. It's possible the Flash somehow broke the universe again and some kind of crisis and Earth collided. That, that, I mean, that seems possible. Doesn't seem like as much yeah. fun, in my opinion. Um, also, there could be a situation where Negaduck or something started breaking apart their reality. And Darkwing Duck decided that he alone is the hero who can save the multiverse. And he tried himself to travel through the multiverses and somehow got lost and ended up on whatever Earth DC is on now. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, but I like I like the Negaduck kind of thrusting him in. That way it's not a whole universal crisis. And even we can have at the end when... Darkwing Duck returns, he can see what everything was like without him and maybe have a lesson in humility at the end. I like that idea. That he will promptly forget at the end of the episode, as he does every single time he learns humility. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I recently finished the Darkwing Duck uh, series with Amanda Dybert. I might be saying her name wrong, uh, but issue 10. It's it's great. He finally learns. He goes his super heroic rant and lets his other friends save the day. Um. And they were so shocked, like, you can't do that. He's like, yeah, well, my friends matter more than even my own, you know, whatever. Uh, And then he gets back and he's like, yes, I did it. I allowed them to save the day. I am amazing. (laughs) And you're like, of course, of course. (laughs) Yeah, he he kind of learned to teamwork, sort of. In his own way. Yeah, yeah, in his own way. So I'm excited for for us to get there. So let's just go ahead and say he ends up on this Earth. How does he run into the Justice League, though? Because I I assume he probably just didn't appear in the middle of the Justice League Tower or whatever the Justice League meet at. Well, it really kind of depends on where we want him to be. I mean, should we have him be in in the version of St. Canard that would be closest with Gotham? And he ends up doing his usual Darkwing thing, so bumbling around and sometimes even foiling the villains and that brings batman's attention to him i like it i like it what if what if okay so he's in gotham and uh, he sees poison ivy because (laughs) sorry i i'm like i'm getting i'm getting weird he's gonna confuse poison ivy for bushroot his own villain eco-terrorist villain that has plant powers and he's gonna think oh this is bushroot and he's going to attack it the same way he would attack bushroot thinking he's gonna have an easy time and win the day yeah uh, i could see that especially 
I, I think Bushroot's based off of a different DC plant-based hero, a supervillain, but still, it'd be perfectly in character for Darkwing to mistake the very female Poison Ivy for the very <laughs> male Bushroot. Oh, yeah. And I think for the sake of comics, I think they would overemphasize how uh, her female characteristics just to make it oh, very more so. ridiculous that he wouldn't recognize that it wasn't a male. <laughs> it just seems like that's what would happen. Yes. Uh, and I think it should. In this particular case, just for the sake of comedy, I think it should happen. <laughs> uh, so, so does he fall under Poison Ivy's spell? I, does she I'm get the thinking, drop on him? I'm thinking she gets the drop on him. Okay. Batman, of course, shows up to defeat her. And whenever Batman does his Batman thing, somehow... Darkwing Duck falls and lands on top of Poison Ivy. He goes, ah, see, I did it. I won. <laughs> so I, I think he he just happened to be right here when Batman's about to confront Poison Ivy. <laughs> and this <laughs> this wouldn't be like the fourth weirdest scene Batman has seen this week. So, yeah. I mean, and Batman's he, he just deals, like, what? Yeah, he's seen Batmite. He's had to deal with the Batman and Zerinar, like, a, a talking duck that's nothing that dress kind of sort of like him he, he'd roll with the punches i i see i'm trying to imagine batman's real reaction to darkwing duck does batman laugh does batman get irritated like oh god <laughs> like because batman as far I, as like what i'm used to seeing him is now he's always i am the batman i have never heard a single piece of comedy to make me smile <laughs> i think Inwardly, he'd be confused, but outwardly, he'd put on that stoic facade of like, I'm in control and I'm not going to let you know I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. OK. But would, he, but would Darkwing Duck irritate Batman? That's really. Oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. He would. <laughs> and, but that's not to his negative either, because Batman has been dealing with people that infuriate him all the time. Like, um, like the Flash. A big one would be like Flash would be a big one. A plastic man would be a big one. Like Batman specifically put him on the Justice League several times before because he knows as goofy as he is, his powers are so versatile that he is just extremely useful to have around. Yeah. So if seeing Darkwing Duck in action, he knows, okay, yeah, sure, he's not the most graceful person in the world, but he gets the job done. And especially if they actually talk about where he comes <laughs> from. And, you know, if Darkwing talks about how he adopted Goslin, like, uh, what is Batman? Oh, yeah. One of the best things he's known for taking every stray he sees and like making <laughs> dressing them up and costume. You could be Robin, like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a commonality between them. So I think that's something they would find some common ground on. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I see this. So after Darkwing Duck uh, takes credit for Poison Ivy, because I, I don't feel like Bat. I don't think Batman stoops to the level of disagreeing with him. I think he's irritated, no. but I don't think he's outwardly going to be like, "No, I did it." <laughs> I think he's, he's just like crack some joke yeah. that goes over Darkwing's head and that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they turn Poison Ivy in because, you know, neither of them can kill, which is why Poison yes. Ivy will be back next week to do the same thing. Anyway, um, and then I'm thinking Batman's going to take Darkwing back to his mansion. He's going to have to get some kind of reason for, you know, you're just so awesome. I need to do a DNA test to figure out how I can be more like you or something. Like, I feel like Batman's already figured out he's got to play to this guy's ego. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, it's, you know, whatever facade takes him back, runs a test, figures out he's from the multiverse. What does Batman do from there? Once he knows this guy is from a different universe and he's kind of figuring out what's going on, 
Um, also, at what point do you think Batman figures out, oh, no, this is me from another universe? <laughs> I think the more that Darkwing just keeps talking, the more similarities he's going to notice and get irked by just how close sometimes they can be towards one another. And I'm forgetting, so you, you should know this more than me, like, what is his actual origin story? It's been so long since I've seen that. Darkwing. Or Darkwing Duck? It's a weird yeah. time travel situation. Okay. He is, he was bullied as a kid and he was always scared of things being dangerous. Uh, then he saw Darkwing Duck <laughs> come because there was some kind of bad guy time travel situation, you know, whatever. And he kept being like, oh, but what if it's dangerous? What if it's dangerous? And eventually, because he keeps hearing this new hero he met called Darkwing Duck use his catchphrase, let's get dangerous. He decides at the end to get dangerous and helps Darkwing Duck save the day and then eventually becomes Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Naturally, he is his own inspiration. Okay. Well, that's Which also is wildly different precedent. than Batman. <laughs> that's also not without precedent doing the DC multiverse because there's a Batman story. I can't remember where, where he ends up in a world where he sees Thomas and Martha Wayne walking little Bruce Wayne down crime alley. And he has that moment of, can I, or should I intervene? If I intervene, I am preventing Batman from being born in this universe. But if I intervene, this Bruce Wayne gets to keep his parents. So he struggles with it, goes in, saves uh, all three of them from the mugger and leaves and thinking I may have taken Batman from this world, but this Bruce Wayne gets to live with the parents. But later on, it's revealed that inspired by this mysterious figure who showed up out of nowhere, this Bruce Wayne becomes Batman using that same design. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a commonality that's between fun. them too. We interrupt our regularly scheduled podcasting for an important message. My name is Tejas. I come to you today to inform you that for as little as zero dollars and zero cents a week, you could in fact help us by joining our Discord channel. We'd love to talk to you guys there. Uh, there's a ton you can do on Discord. You can hang out with us, talk directly to all of the hosts, ask us questions, uh, get more involved in our community, and join in future watch sessions. Uh, we like to hop in a voice channel and stream something and watch it that way. It's a really cool way to you know get that sitting on the couch experience from home and you know, living a couple hundred miles away from each other. Uh, it is my favorite thing. Uh, I would really appreciate it if some of you joined so we could hang out some more. Thanks. And back to your regularly scheduled podcast programming. But I, I think the more interesting, like whenever you go through the origins, when they start lining up pretty directly, Darkwing Duck goes to a monastery to learn Kung Fu. <laughs> Does all of the same training sequences. I don't know what what his version of Raz al Ghul was called or anything, but he went there. Um, yeah, yeah. He came across all kinds of crazy, you know, Disney stuff, but he did have to train in a monastery. So they have that in common. They have the Robin thing in common. They have that they only go out at night. They have the signal in common. A lot of their bad guys are pretty similar. I, I think I think it's obvious enough that at some point batman realizes that this is supposed to be him in another universe um so but actually before we answer the question of how we're going to go from here to them being with the justice league how do you think batman reacts to 
kind of seeing his worst personality traits exaggerated because that's what satire is, right? Like he's seeing this going, Oh, yeah. does he, is he introspective enough that Batman goes that Bruce Wayne goes, wait a minute. Am I that arrogant? Am I this self full of myself? Am I, you know, like, does he start actually wondering any of these things about himself? I suppose it depends on who's writing Batman because at some points Batman can be completely aware of his own flaws and be working against him. Other times he gives in to the pride. He gives in to the egotism that you know, I'm the smartest person in the room. I can take down every single member of the Justice League if I need to. Uh, <laughs> other people would have him be a bit more timid. I think for us, for this story, I think, number one, they would annoy him, like we said. And then two, I think it would force him to do some serious self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, how do I prevent me from becoming that? <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say, just as like a quick side note, um, my imagination is running wild with this, but uh, when he's taking him to the back cave to do the the test to figure out he's from the other multiverse, just the whole scene of them going through the cave and you see like the giant uh, T-Rex skeleton and all the stuff that's like, you know, Batman has to have all of his victories hung very proud and huge all over the place. And Darkwing Duck, of course, is going through going, oh, I have something like that. Of course, mine's bigger. <laughs> like all the way through. I just, you know, it, it just is too funny to me. Like, I just can only imagine all the little things of, oh, you say that's from Mr. Freeze. Well, I have a villain sort of like that, but he's way stronger. <laughs> you, you know. Oh, man. Classic stuff. So how do we get from, okay, Batman knows this is someone from another multiverse to we're showing up at Justice League headquarters, wherever that may be, because I still don't know where the Justice League meet at. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll, we'll say it's the Watchtower or whatever, or the Hall of Justice. Um, for them, it would be, okay, Batman has realized, oh, you're not from around here. This is a multiversal kind of issue. So depending on who's on the Justice League at the time, you may consult someone like Mr. Terrific, who's like the world's smartest man um, and really good at his job. Uh, and he also is huge in the multiverses and studying them. He's worked with the Flash a couple of times doing that, especially like in the Adams run that I just finished reading not too long ago. Um, he could go, I mean, to just see if while he's here, do the other league members think that he's going to be a good enough fit with them? Because they're not really going to get rid of him at the moment. So why not make him useful? So I could see the practicality behind that. And since he's an adult, he's not going to send him to the, you know, even though the Titans now are much older than they were back in the day, they're no longer the Teen Titans. He'd probably prefer if he didn't rub off on them. <laughs> so he'd probably ask them to join the Justice League instead. Yeah. As much as he irritates him, Batman wants to keep him close. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, um, he, he recognizes this is not the kind of thing you want walking around. You know, we don't want like a you know, Howard the Duck for Marvel works because people just remark, oh, that's a duck. And <laughs> They move on with their lives, but DC maybe a little bit different. I don't think we really <laughs> want, you know, Drake Mallard walking around in civilian clothing in Gotham. It, even though <laughs> some people probably wouldn't react, probably not the best. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, because because even his role as like a normal civilian and dad is still like he, he doesn't he can't do anything normal. He has to like pull like a tim allen from home improvement and be like oh here's my lawnmower but with more power <laughs> you know like he's he's not normal enough to be in normal life even if he weren't a duck <laughs> so yes yeah there's just too many issues there batman's keeping him close um you said it's not mr fantastic it's mr terrific mr terrific okay so mr terrific the flash they're figuring out this multi for stuff and in the meantime 
Darkwing Duck's hanging out with the other Justice League. How how do you think the other members of the Justice League who know Batman and see this satire version here, how are they reacting to him? Are they like making jokes at Batman? Like, oh, yeah, I remember when Bat when you did that Bats, <laughs> you know, like how, how is this re- interaction happening? Superman and Wonder Woman will be having a field day with this. Just messing with them it says oh it really reminds me of someone else i know or oh that egotist you know I, we'd never have someone like that on the justice league but I, I think i think superman would get along with him the easiest out of pretty much everyone in that you know there's very, very few people clark doesn't actively like yeah you know uh, as egotistical as he gets he's not a lobo or anything like that so i think yeah. the two of them can find some common ground there uh, Wonder Woman would see like hey, he may be a doof, and uh, but he ends up getting results, so that would be fine with her. Let's see, yeah. and depending on which Green Lantern we have here, I think the only one who would really have a problem <laughs> with him would probably be Guy Gardner. And God help the Justice League if he's on the Justice League at that moment in time. <laughs> uh, Flash would probably get along, but I think Barry or uh, Wally would easily get along with them. I think it'd be fun to see Wally because Wally would just be making jokes at Batman the whole time and Darkwing would never know like Mal- like Drake Mallard would have well, no idea right what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fantastic. Um especially cuz um, I, I think what's interesting is and, and I think we all probably know people like this. Uh, cuz I'm I'm going back to the Wonder Woman cuz I can imagine him talking to Wonder Woman and be like, "Oh, that's wonderful. A place of just girls. I love women more than anybody. I'm the world's best feminist." You know? He's like and he'll start talking about his daughter and how he's the best yeah. of women of all time. And without him, you, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Uh, I could see him schmoozing up to her that way and her yeah. getting a little annoyed by that. But she'd yeah. put him in his place. Yeah. and But I also feel like it, it's quite obvious that he's not doing it with ill intent. He's just dumb. <laughs> he just doesn't get social cues at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think that all of that would be fun. So before we move on in the story, what what baddies do we want to see him fight alongside the Justice League? Are there anyone we want to see him take on that we just think would be fun? And that'd be a good one. Um, I don't want to see like Darkseid or anything like that. I think that's a bit too much for him to take. A little um, bit too serious, perhaps. Yeah, I'd love to see him against Lex Luthor. As someone who, you know, Lex is often fighting people like Superman and Batman that are, you know, clever or smart or, you know, just able to be an intellectual rival of sorts. And then you have him (laughs) probably um, without realizing it stopped some major operation Lex was planning by accidentally blowing it up or just getting the wrong person (laughs) sent in jail or something like that. And that would be infuriating to someone like him. So how is this stupid duck doing this to me? How can I take him down? I think the best part, too, is, well, it, it would be with the help with the, of the Justice League because he's working with the Justice yeah. League. So that's probably part of why he's able to do it. But I think it may be, maybe that's why it's happening. Maybe Superman's intentionally putting Darkwing Duck in the place where it looks like he's going to get most of the credit because, you know, he knows that'll make Darkwing happy. And soup's nice like that. And he also knows how much it'll infuriate Lex. Because oh, that would be perfect. Because Drake Mallard is going to see the stuff in his monologues and be like, oh, I'm just like you. I have this kind of gadget, too. I have this, too. I'm also rich and wealthy. And, you know, like 
He's yes. going to point out all of his similarities to Lex and how he's just Lex, but better. And Lex is going to be infuriated. <laughs> oh, God, that is that is great. That is quite amusing. <laughs> yes. OK, I, you know, I'm also going to pull from uh, from Superman's catalog. I think this would be the most the biggest bad guy I'd want to see them fight. I think it would be fun if he's fighting alongside everybody else. General Zod could be interesting because okay. General Zod as just a one on one Superman bad guy, super strong. But I feel like Zod really can't take all of the Justice League unless something special is happening. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's probably right. Yeah, he's definitely a huge physical threat, but I'm, I'm like, wh- why Darkwing in that situation? I'm curious. What's your reasoning? I think I just want to see one serious bad guy in the mix. OK, <laughs> I think that's so, really what it is, because. Okay. General Zod being from like a military background and all this is, is such a stark contrast to what Darkwing is. I just think it would be interesting. <laughs> Almost okay. the opposite of Lex. Lex and Darkwing are a little similar. I don't think Zod and Darkwing have anything in common at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm game for it. Yeah. Like I, I could just see, you know, Zod talking about how humans are beneath him, all of this other stuff and ducks. How dare you even step to me? <laughs> You know, whatever. He's going on his thing. He's going to take over the world. He's going to terraform. I think Darkwing's biggest use here, they might just let Darkwing, like, give him something that would protect him because the Justice League have their own gadgets and whatnots. Long enough for him to monologue and go back and forth and Zod get irritated and Zod would go back and forth and the Justice League foil whatever plan that General Zod had because he's too busy arguing with Darkwing Duck. They basically use a Darkwing as a mouthpiece. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that would be interesting. Um, this is going to sound really dumb of me. I can't remember the the, the gorilla's name. Gorilla you know Grodd? Oh, that'd yeah. be perfect. That would be fun. <laughs> like, turn everyone into gorillas. Why not turn them all into ducks instead? Yeah, like, like, hold up. We could all be ducks. In my universe, everyone is a duck. And it's way better. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, th- I think that would be fun um do you have anybody else you think would be interesting um i do think if we're going for comedy yeah something <laughs> like him confronting brainiac would be big as you have once again another intellectual super villain who is so haughty high and mighty and you have him maybe he's taken down the justice league Ooh. but the one component he didn't plan for was this <laughs> doof of a duck <laughs> Who just that's cool stumbles and blunders his way into stopping whatever doomsday device or whatever Brainiac yeah. has at this point in time. You, you can't predict what Darkwing Duck's gonna do because Darkwing Duck doesn't even know what Darkwing Duck's gonna do. <laughs> God, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Oh man. So the last one I want to bring up, and maybe not as a fighting point, maybe as a talking point. You know, it gets brought up that Batman's nemesis is the Joker. And I think Darkwing Duck's going to have an issue with that. Like, oh, you mean he hasn't met the Nega Bat yet? (laughs) Like, I think he's going to immediately go, wait a minute. I can't believe you haven't even met Nega Bat yet. (laughs) Because I don't think he's going to compute that the biggest villain of his own counterpart, because he's immediately going to see Batman at his counterpart because Batman's awesome and he's awesome. So. You know, yeah, and I don't think he'll be able to understand that his biggest counterpart in this universe is literally a clown 
And I, in fact, maybe he'll go search out the clown because he doesn't get it. And I feel like for his own ego's sake, he wants to prove that this clown's nothing. But I, I could see that well, being also, an issue with him. Well, he's got, what is it, a Quacker Jack? Is that kind of the joker <laughs> for him? So I don't know. I always I, thought of him as Riddler, but it, maybe it's both. Well, yeah, I think it's probably com- yeah, combining both. both. So yeah. I, I think this would be a wake-up call for Darkwing is assuming he's going to be fighting someone as ridiculous as uh yeah quacker jack and then you get the joker instead and it really depends on the joker's mood in the day <laughs> like yeah. is he going to be silly funny is he going to be creepy and murderous is he going to you know uh have a, a way to try and i don't know it's poison the waters of gotham and make everyone smile you know like What's going on there? Which joke are we getting? If it's a more serious one, I think, like I said, it's going to be the wake up call. Darkwing needs to take things more seriously. And you can't mm-hmm. underestimate someone like him because this happens all the time to people with the Joker. Um, and that's why every single time there's a massive supervillain team up, Lex mm-hmm. Luthor has learned always invite the Joker, even if you know he's going to do something chaotic and stupid that may ruin your plans. Because if you don't, invite the joker to your massive supervillain team up he's gonna be pissed so you'd rather have the joker yeah. who might screw you over versus the joker who will yeah i um i don't remember what it was in high school this actually really irritates me because i loved this and if you happen to know what graphic novel i'm talking about please for the love of god christian tell me and if you're not christian you're just a listener and you're like oh i know what he's talking about uh drop in the comment somewhere text me message me i need to find this again but one time in high school i was in the public library <laughs> And there was a graphic novel I picked up and it was all of the DC supervillains were kind of sent away to a different planet as like their prison. And the Joker actually kind of had his own like little empire. And it was basically to counter the fact that Lex had an empire and this person had an empire and they couldn't all just work together naturally, <laughs> because why would that make sense? And it, I don't know, it, it was fascinating to just see the cultures and everything develop around the different personalities. You look so confused. <laughs> When did you say this was? When I was in high school, I found it in the library. They're probably not the ones I'm thinking of then. So they went, they went to another world and like created their own little fiefdoms and stuff like that based well, on them. The Justice League, I think, sent them to this other world because they couldn't kill them. So they were trying to get rid of them permanently without killing them. So they sent them to this other world. And then slowly, some of the villains started kind of becoming leaders and creating their own little things, which is actually how I got introduced to Gorilla Grodd whatever his name is mm-hmm. yeah he was he was part of that um because i was like oh yeah, play no the apes, but dc and then there was joker and i was like oh i guess not no more recently they had the animated film batman ninja where some of his villains including grod end up in feudal japan and creating their own little kingdoms there but fascinating more old i, I can't remember anything like that but then again dc like not that i don't There's, like dc yeah, it's, it's just not infinite. a priority con- con- next to marvel oh could it be is it Salvation Run? Because it's not the Justice League. It's actually the Suicide Squad and Checkmate. They send. Right. Uh, Maybe they send a villain. It came out in two thousand eight. I have not read this. It could be. Okay, but but yeah, it was it was a wonderful read. Um, anyway, that's a sidebar. I, the only thing I could see, I could see. I don't think that Darkwing Duck could beat Joker. So I'm thinking either if he does go to confront Joker to prove he's just like Quacker Jack and that Batman needs a real nemesis, like a nega duck. Um, I'm thinking either he's going to lose poor very badly and Batman's going to swoop in and save the day and Darkwing Duck will have to do some reflection. Or 
what I think the more inter- entertaining version would be, Darkwing Duck shows up, the Joker explodes into laughter because this is clearly <laughs> Duck Batman and he can't help but think this is hilarious. <laughs> and I think the Joker, you know, somehow feigns his own defeat just to feed into this to mess with the bat. <laughs> like, I could see the Joker just be like, you know what? This is funny. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, Joker does have that little bit of the chaotic, you know, thing to him where it's not always about winning. Sometimes it's just about messing with people. So the Joker laughing at Darkwing's appearance, <laughs> that's perfectly in character. Like Joker's no fool. He's not a super genius, but he's going to notice, OK, similarities, talking duck, alternate universe. There's there's just too many of you out there, Bats, and they're all just derivatives and just worse than the first. Yeah, like I just I, I yeah, I think that that is a beautiful thing. Um, but I definitely think that some of the the reflection retrospective stuff is going to revolve around the fact that one of their few differences comes down to just that, that it's the Joker as opposed to the Negabat or the Negaduck, you know. So I, I think that'll really be an interesting reflection point anyway. Yes. So all of the bad guys, all the Justice League aside, eventually they're going to have to find a way to get him back. How does Darkwing Duck make it back to his universe? And does he? Does he? Do we want to just have him stuck here forever or does he make it back? I think eventually, like, I do want him back home. He does have a daughter he's adopted. You know, he's got Launchpad and all his friends he doesn't need to take care of. And there's going to be a gap. You know, as much of an idiot as he is, he is still competent in his own world, protecting it from these threats. <laughs> and with his absence, there, there's a huge gap. So, yeah. And like for all the good that he's going to do with the Justice League, they don't need to have another member. They can always recruit someone else from their own reality. There are dozens upon dozens of other superheroes to choose from. So they're going to work together. I'm going to say, you know, eventually we'll just say Mr. Terrific will find like whatever harmonic frequencies or relativistic frequencies that, you know, point where Darkwing is actually from, get them there. But what do they find on the other end? Is it just Darkwing? Uh, has a uh, the was it a fearsome five? Is that because sinister sinister? Oh, we want to say yeah, that yeah. one fearsome five. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll have that. We're gonna have a bonus question with the fearsome okay, okay. five. Yes. And what if the Joker joined the fearsome five? But I, I okay, have okay. I have a thing. So he, here's my thought. I just want to see what you think about this because I don't know DC well enough to know if this makes sense. But just based on watching the Flash, I don't know how accurate it is. My mind is so they let's say Mister Terrific. I think you said was his name. Finds that mm-hmm. frequency. They figure out what world he's from. The Flash takes Darkwing back to his own universe. Um, okay. Do we want it to be Wally West or Barry Allen? I personally like Wally West, but I'm open to either. They're, they're both good for different reasons. I'll say Wally for the sake right, of unity. Cool. <laughs> so Wally West takes him back. And I think before leaving... Darkwing's like, wait a minute, so- something's not quite right. He notices there's not a statue of him or something. I don't know. What is Dark? What goes on yeah. in Darkwing's head? Um, and he's looking around. Negaduck is in prison. And he's like, oh, well, he couldn't possibly have been defeated without me. So they do a little more investigating. And people are, I, this is, of course, this is my imagination run wild. But people are acting really confined. Like, they have to do this. No one's able to go out at night past eight. You know, he's finding all these weird rules and regulations and he's trying to figure out what's going on robots are flying around here's what happened gizmo duck single-handedly defeats most of the bad guys because he is actually just that much better than darkwing duck but 
He also is too analytical. He had his thought process and he said, you know what? If no one's out past night, then they can't possibly be in danger. If we do this, that'll keep them from danger. If I have someone, you know, watching their every move that no one needs to work, no one needs to do this. He makes everything robotics in his idea, much like Iron Man, you know, Marvel's biggest villain was that <laughs> the idea is that he's building an iron suit around the world and you're protecting everybody. But what actually happened is no one's able to be free. No one can say, let's get dangerous. And that's what they're confronted with. Yeah, that's definitely something when you have someone as principled as Gizmo Duck, you know, that more you get just the name Gizmo Duck, though, is so funny. (laughs) Like, you know, he is, you know, the cape. He's the guy like, hey, justice is what we should be seeking. We should be helping other people. But. When you get too far in that ideology, you start to lose sight of where things go. And in the absence of Darkwing Duck, he's like, oh, my gosh, how the heck does he run this city by himself? I'm doing fine over here. So why don't I just do everything in my power to make sure nothing evil can happen? So he does go to those extreme methods, which can often happen with people who start from a very good place and then end up with that where he's gotten, like I said, too analytical for his own good, too focused on stopping crime from realizing that, hey, people need to be people and they need to make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that he and Darkwing kind of conflict on is, you know, his sense of justice versus Darkwing's sense of justice, the vigilantism that they both do in different ways. So that could be something that sets up a hero versus hero conflict there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking Darkwing's going to confront him. And Gizmo Duck's going to think Darkwing's just doing this out of his own arrogance. Clearly, my plan's working. We haven't had a single act of crime in however many days, you know, whatever. I don't know how long Darkwing's been gone. Um, also, universe to universe timelines can be different, whatever. So I'm thinking Gizmo is yeah. convinced Darkwing's just doing this out of his own arrogance. And I think that's where Wally West has to step in because he's witnessed Darkwing, even though he's still going to be arrogant, he's still going to be, I could do this without a team, all this stuff. He's witnessed Darkwing make improvements and he's seen his own character and is able to speak on his behalf. I don't know if it gets through to Gizmo or if Gizmo's just like, who is this stranger? They're obviously working together. You know, like, I don't, I don't know how that works out, but if Wally West gets involved in a conflict, I I think that conflict ends quickly. And we also need to be careful here too. Uh, because does Speed Force exist in Darkwing's universe? Apparently. That, how's Wally going to get back home? We'll, we'll say it does for the sake <laughs> of moving things forward. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it it doesn't. And actually, it's canon in Marvel that the Speed Force doesn't exist there. So oh, while he was there, he had no, he couldn't do it during the, in the episode that Will and I will be doing later on, Ooh. on the Justice League of America and Avengers crossover. Ooh. We'll be discussing that and more. Interesting. But, but we'll say he can get back. But yeah, that makes perfect sense to say Wally has seen Darkwing, you know, mature as much as he can and say, look, like this whole thing, like it comes from a good place. You don't want people to be hurt. You don't want there to be crime, but you're losing people's individuality. Like, what is the cost of this police state you've created? Well, and even, you know, we didn't we didn't touch on this because that's not always the fun part. But I think there's probably even scenes when Darkwing was with the Justice League, that he kind of taught the Justice League to have fun. Maybe, maybe Darkwing even had Batman smile once. And maybe that's part of what it is, is Wally West realizes, no, the value isn't just in defeating the bad guys. And yeah, Darkwing Duck, he matured, but also there is just value 
and letting people be free and letting people just have fun. And that's something that the Justice League could easily learn because sometimes on their high tower, they can forget the fact that, yeah, we're protecting the world, but we also need to be people. We also need to be human beings getting stuff done, you know, having fun with one another. And Mm -hmm. when you're stopping, you know, Lex Luthor's fifth attempt that day to nuke, you know, the world's gold supply or whatever. Yeah. You know, you can lose sight of that. So Darkwing would be a perfect person, like a chaotic element to help them relax. They hey, don't take take things too seriously. But also, let's not forget why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I could see scenes. This is, just, you know, going back to where he was with the Justice League. I could see scenes where, you know, he found a jetpack. He's like, I could fly better than you, Supes. And Superman obviously beats him. But Superman's having fun. You know, like I just imagine all yeah. these kind of things like that happening. Everybody going, oh, yeah it's okay to have fun. (laughs) Like just because we have this responsibility doesn't mean we can't also smile occasionally laugh, you know, it doesn't have to be the Snyder verse. It can be happy and fun sometimes. (laughs) Oh man. I'm sorry for that. (laughs) I'd say rest in peace, but I wouldn't mean it. (laughs) Okay. So we assume Wally West either gets through to gizmo duck or they defeat gizmo duck. Conflict is resolved. They see the value in letting people get dangerous and they're kind of brought back to balance. Wally West is able to go back to his universe. Darkwing Duck's matured a little bit in his own way. The Justice League has learned how to have fun in their own way. I think that's a good place to end it for now. I feel like that's a happy bow, maybe tied stuff together. Do we leave any loose ends? Did the Joker need to learn anything or is the Joker just we're happy with the Joker just being the Joker? The Joker doesn't learn lessons. Uh, the uh, yeah and the joker is like one of those few characters that i don't mind that you know he is a static character of static characters for the most part we don't know where he came from i don't care it's like one of the few characters i don't care because i think the joker just works better that way and sure he he's static in the sense of he does change and like he'll do a wacky goofy scheme but then he'll do a super serious i'm murdering people scheme but that's all within the confines of who he is. So he doesn't learn lessons. Yeah. He just shifts gears the next time around <laughs> to wherever his insanity takes him. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So then before we get to our wrap up, I wanted to ask you, um, and actually I'm, I'm going to do this a two-parter. Do you think you'd find it more challenging if you met a satirical version of yourself or a more serious version of yourself? You know what I mean? Like, would it be harder for you if you met, if you found out you were the satire And then there was a serious Christian Ashley out there. Or would it be harder for you if you found out that there was a satire version of you that was just all of your worst traits exaggerated? I hope in the scenario like that I'm the best of those options, that I'm somewhere (laughs) in between. Uh, Let's let's hope that's true for right now. But if I if there's a more serious version out there and I'm a fairly serious person for the most part, like I I crack jokes and all that. But when it comes to getting stuff done, like. I tend to be that but the more serious version of me. That's probably the go-getter Christian that doesn't exist in my brain Yeah, because I'm not a go-getter by nature. So to see that one would probably kill me because he's probably more successful than me <laughs> in that case. So that yeah. would hurt. And as someone who's very aware of my many flaws, I'm aware of my shortcomings as a man to then see them magnified in front of me and someone physically. I don't know how I would <laughs> handle that. I, I would probably be very upset. <laughs> There would be like, um, I, weeping, I, gnashing the teeth, sack claws involved. Oh, it's like I'd be ripping open my clothes. Like that, 
that's not what I want to see. That's what I'm actively fighting against for the most part, unless I'm in my very bad places. That's what I never want to be as those exaggerated concepts of me of what I am possible and capable of doing. So I think that would break me a little more, even though like I don't really want to meet successful, super successful <laughs> Christian. Any, any yeah, more? like like either one would be hard. Either one would be hard for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think the satire version would be harder for me also. But I think it's because I tend to think the worst of myself. Like, I, I tend oh, yeah. to think that I am the satire version. Like, in my own head, I'm the satire version. And somewhere out there is Batman Josh, you know? Like, But to find out instead that I was the serious version and that there's some satire version like that, I think it puts a lot on me of like, oh, I don't get just to be Darkwing Duck. I don't get to just be a goofball. I am the one that actually is supposed to be getting things done, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I think that would be challenging. But I also think the satire isn't just the worst parts. So I think it would be interesting to even see the stuff like that, like Will and other people make fun of me for of like, oh, yeah, I saw a dollar out there and I left it, you know, turned it, tried to return it. And they wouldn't let me return it. So I gave it to somebody else, you know, whatever. I could see all of those things of like, so generous to the point of it just being stupid like all of these other things and me being like oh oh <laughs> and having yeah. to be forced to see even the things that i'm like i thought were good about me exaggerated to the point where i'm like okay maybe i do take that too far <laughs> it's just not it's not like a true outsider's perspective in that moment because you know that's you at your worst doing those things <laughs> exaggerated like i I would cringe yeah, watching but, that in action. I think that would hurt more. Yeah, I, I think it would be a life-changing moment, though, because I think I'd be forced to repent, and I would probably spend the rest of my life trying not to be that. Oh, that, that'd probably be a good wake-up call I would need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Which, hey, maybe that means we should all do some sort of what-if with ourselves and just think about, like, what... If someone made a satire version of me, what would it look like and how do I not be that? <laughs> but also, I think it gets to this important thing of like sometimes certain groups have a harder time with satire. You know, usually I think satire is hilarious, even if it is of my own group. You know, I love South Park. You know, when they did the uh, the episode of we're making famous Christian songs by changing love songs and just changing oh the word God, baby yes. to Jesus. I thought it was great. I was like, this is hilarious. But I know a lot of people really struggle with seeing themselves in that kind of light of a satirical light. Um, why do you think that's so hard for people or some people? Because you're being made fun of and not everyone has thick skin. And some people have too much of a thick skin for their own good where they mm -hmm. don't react when they should react when someone's making fun of something that should be changed. Yeah. And I had to learn because when I was a lot younger, I used to get angry a lot more often than I do now, especially when someone was making fun of me because I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be the butt of the joke. No one really does. But at a certain point in life, you have to realize as intelligent and wise as I have become, I say and do stupid things. Mm -hmm. This podcast alone has had me flub lines, <laughs> give wrong, incorrect information, and more <laughs> that when I listen to it, I go, why did you do this? You are smarter than this. You are better than this. <laughs> and it happened anyways. Yeah. But it's fine. You just got to I so along the way I had to learn to have a sense of humor. If I'm going to make fun of other people like me, you know, I need to learn to be able to make fun of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's that. I also think some people are just insecure. This is this is really why I think, oh, absolutely. I, I think a lot of people are too insecure to take it. And 
it's it's hard for me to understand that because for me, I think I learned the most from satire, actually. <laughs> like where I'm I think it's easier for me to see Darkwing Duck and go, Yep, uh ego's bad than it is to see, you know, a more serious version of that lesson or a parable or something. Like seeing the satire makes it easier for me to stomach and go, Yep, okay, ego's bad, definitely. <laughs> or like, you know, seeing South Park do that the Christian songs, me going, Okay, yeah, maybe our worship song should be more uh, theologically sound instead of just Jesus, 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 yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm like, ah, that's actually, it's important for me to learn from these things. And even like uh, the Colbert Report when we were in college actually really expanded my own political views because I realized a lot of the stuff I believed, maybe it's kind of silly. <laughs> maybe I need to rethink some of it. And uh, I think if you're open I'm to satire, too. it can make you laugh and learn. Just uh, like horror, yeah. but instead of laugh, maybe be terrified and learn. That's where comedy and horror have a lot in common, I think. I think it helps, too, to have something like the Colbert Report. It's like being aware of the fact that when you're the one being made fun of and you're the one being satirized and not just reading it as it is, is a huge failing of a lot of people when it comes to comedy, when it comes to oh, other yeah. things like that. The amount of people who like, took that stuff serious. Like uh, to the point, I think at one point in time he was invited to... Uh, like the one of the president's uh, Bush's official parties or something like that, uh, probably from someone who thought that he was a conservative. Like, <laughs> how, how did that happen? Like, can, can yeah. you people not just realize? Just, yeah. Not to say I'm perfect myself, but like just have a self-awareness about who you are, when you're being made fun of and when you can join in on that fun. And when you can learn from it. Yeah. Also, the Colbert yep. report. I just love how like sometimes it was easy to forget that it that it was comedy and that it wasn't supposed to be serious. And then he got near the end of the show and he had Smeagol on uh, not Smeagol. He had um, Smog on as a guest. And at one point he defeated death itself on the show. <laughs> so it was definitely satire, definitely comedy. Um, and yeah, just like horror, it makes us reflect on ourselves. It makes us think, oh, God, is that me from another universe? Am I that egotistical? Am I, you know, and. Uh, if it has you asking those questions, I think it should. I think that's what it's intended to do. And I think that's important. It's an important part of society, of our life and our growth as people. Yeah. Do you have anything you wanted uh, to add about satire in general or? Uh, no, this has been a really fun conversation. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah, this was honestly, it was way better than I yeah. thought. At first I was like, how are we going to do this? Darkwing Duck's just Batman. What if Batman was in the Justice League? Um, He is the end. <laughs> And then I was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's jump into our wrap up. So if you guys want to make sure you do stay tuned, we're going to be asking for our uh, Captivate patrons. All of our supporters are going to get a bonus question. What if the Joker joined up with the Fearsome Five? So the Joker is going to go to Darkwing Duck's universe in our bonus question. So we'll be talking about that. It's going to be a fun time, too. Also, before we do anything else, let's let's give let's give some recommendations. Um, I'm looking at it and it looks as though the Salvation Run is, in fact, what I was talking about. I'm looking at some of these pictures and they look familiar. So I'm going to make DC's Salvation Run that I haven't read since high school. My recommendation. I don't remember it really, but I remember liking it. I'm going to go read it. Read it with me. guys. So on, <laughs> Christian, what's your recommendation? Oh, I expect anything else. Um, I will. I just finished. If you're like me and you have been bummed out by recent Star Trek, as far as Discovery is concerned, as far as Picard is concerned, except for the third season, that got a little better. If you love what Star Trek used to be, what should be, 
watch Strange New Worlds. I just finished the first season last night. I'm continuing on. I have a hope in me that just it feels good to have watching an IP you enjoy. So watch Strange New Worlds. Also, uh, the reason I thought Salvation Run was Justice League com- was Justice League um, because the comic title, at least here, is uh, JLA Justice League of America Salvation Run. Oh, well, but that it makes sense, doesn't huh? seem like it has anything to do with the Justice League at all. So I don't know why it's titled that. Uh, I'm merchandising. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to reread it though. It's going to be fun. I'm going to see if it's at my local public library. Anyway, that's a callback. That's a good one. Anyway, guys, again. Go. Thank you all so much for listening, taking your time to vote on our Facebook group. And if you weren't part of it, join our Facebook group. Vote for the next What If. It's going to be fun. Um, we're going to be doing a little less of these because we're going to start adding in um, voting on Patreon for people to vote what book we're going to do. We're going to be doing a series of all reading counts. So we'll be alternating between novels, graphic novels, manga, whatever. We'll be doing reviews based on what our patrons vote for us to uh, review. So join over there vote over there vote on facebook group we love giving you guys a choice on what we do big thanks to one of our supporters again amber riley you made this episode possible you rock make sure you guys check out the other what if episodes down below with the show notes there's a link and remember that we're all the chosen people a geekdom of priest Hi, uh, my name is TJ. I'm here to tell you about the Systematic Ecology Shop. That's where we post all of our merch. It is hosted on uh, Creator Spring, and we have a ton of really cool merch, uh, mostly clothing. We have hats, extra soft T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and more. Our hosts wear them all the time. It's actually super comfy. Uh, we have glassware, mugs, which everybody loves a good mug. Fill out your cupboard. Get rid of some old ones, which is the part that I never do. And that's why I have too many cups. Uh, we have cloth bags, posters, uh, and there's, it's really stuff. We like to put our icons on there. We like to put quotes, uh, things we come up with. Uh, and it's cool. It's a cool way. And a lot of it is pretty subtle, too, uh, to show support for one of your favorite shows. And my personal favorite is actually our SG dad cap, which I've, <laughs> I've been reluctant to buy it because now I have to wear hats at work. And then I get tired of wearing hats, but it's really cool. It's really understated. It is our logo right here. And then it says systematic ecology on the back. It's great. It's a really good hat. We have a few of them floating around. Uh, check it out. And if we could all just rock the, the SG dad cap in public, I think that'd be pretty sweet. If you love our show, you can follow the whole network in a single feed on Spotify at Anazara Ministry Podcast or the network page on Apple Podcasts. There you'll find shows like The Homely, The Whole Church Podcast, My Seminary Life, Let Nothing Move You, Dummy for Theology, The Bible After Hours, as well as mine and my husband's show, The Clies, where my husband Taylor and I go through weekly discussions in a devotional conversational method to help us all get closer to one another and God.